Good morning, good day, good evening, good night, whatever time it is that you're joining us again for another podcast episode of First Aid, Beyond the Scrubs. Either way, I'm your host, Jay. I have decided to take some time away from Beyond the Scrubs just because I've had more requests for first aid interest. And I had quite an engaging conversation with someone in British Columbia just a few weeks ago asking about specifics and that made me think I wanted to continue the first aid podcast but at an intermediate or mid-advanced level so in case you're wondering no there won't be any IVs nothing that's going to puncture the skin Taking the basic knowledge of first aid and going one step further, just with your eyes and your ears and your your fingers and your sight and sound and taking in everything. So we're going to call this new series of podcast First Aid at an Intermediate Level. This is an introductory podcast to first aid intermediate level or intermediate first aid, however you want to look at it. Again, just to cover some of the legalities that I did in the first set of uh, first aid basics or all things first aid, depending on how you uh, listen to the podcast. I, as an instructor, do not endorse, nor am I being endorsed, compensation or otherwise, by any company, agency, or um, or any training partner, training activity, any however you want to slice it, dice it. I'm getting no royalties, no fees, no nothing as of this date from either uh, companies that make first aid supplies or companies that teach first aid training. I am an instructor that has almost 28 years of experience uh, in frontline healthcare as an instructor and in healthcare for both nursing, EMS, and in the military. And to be fair, I did start off as an ambulance dispatcher in the late 80s while attending uh, my first EMT course as a young person, so that also counts, I suppose. So legalities for this podcast, I take no responsibility for any action that you may or may not do or perform to a casualty. These podcasts are theory-based only. For an actual certificate, please refer to your local first aid training, whether that be uh, a Red Cross, a St. John Ambulance, Heart and Stroke, American Heart Association, or whatever is in your local region country etc okay. I am in Canada and here in Canada we have three major training providers we have Heart and Stroke Association of Canada they focus on professional CPR called BLS and they also focus on advanced cardiac life support which I do hold and did hold certification as ACLS, ACLS provider and uh, PALS pediatric advanced life support the other two focus on general public and advanced first aid 
not starting in any particular order, alphabetized Canadian Red Cross and St. John Ambulance. They're the two major providers here in Canada for basic and advanced first aid training. They both offer basic life support training for those who are going into the medical field to meet the heart and stroke minimum BLS guidelines. So this course does not certify anyone. However, it does give you a good heads up what to expect, how to repair, questions you may want to ask, and instructors, um, topics you may want to, um, topics to avoid for certain instructors, just because it is not relevant to the course at hand. First aid has evolved over the last 150, 200 years as a, as a whole. I um, have taken a keen interest in collecting first aid books, both military and civilian. My oldest book goes back to the early parts of World War II, so 1937, 38, and 39, and onwards. My goal is to actually find a first aid training manual for World War I, Spanish War, and anything in between. So anything from the early 1900s onwards to the 19 mid-30s. So first aid has evolved. So let's jump to the 90s and to the 80s. Actually, let's go back a bit. Yes, I'm not editing this. I'm a human being. I think of things and I want to add it. When I was 11 or 12 years old, I took my first CPR course. I'm not going to give away the specific dates, but let's just say bell bottoms and disco was still in style. We did things way different than the way I teach them today in 2021. There was no such thing as an AED. It was just basic CPR training at my age bracket. Then I go on, do a couple more courses in my teenage years, and as I get into my young adult, let's say late teens, I take an emergency medical technician course where I am taught CPR, basic bandaging and wound care, how to administer a certain medical device to help in the aid of shock, the use of vital signs and blood pressure, things like that, use of oxygen administration and suction. And I look back and I go, things have changed so much. This was a hundred hour course, because back then it was divided where you lived and uh, jurisdictional provisions. And I look back and, and think of the paramedic course I took some years back, which was at the time 12 months. Now it's 24 months for the primary care paramedic program here in New in Canada. And not only is it still the basic CPR, wound care, bandaging, vital signs, blood pressures, but it also includes 
uh, glucometer use, how to interpret a glucometer reading, uh, how to interpret diabetic signs and symptoms without a glucometer, um, certain cardiac drugs to give, how to read and interpret what an EKG means, how to start an IV and give medications in an IV. So EMS and first aid has definitely changed. A little background of where I got this interest, for those who didn't hear before, has been an old TV show that is well in its 50s called Emergency. Uh, for you young people, go ahead and look that up on the internet. Um, for those of us in our younger um, 50s, late 40s, so your older Gen X and your younger boomers, this was a TV show that circled around uh, paramedic firefighters. So as a young person, I found this very, very interesting and thus piqued my uh, thoughts as to how, to how to go about doing this kind of work. So for teaching first aid and the, the, the changes since the late 70s and early 80s, your role, scope, and practice has changed and evolved as because of science and best practices in a clinical pre-hospital setting. I've heard many students say, well, this wasn't here two years ago or three years ago. Why does it keep changing? Because like anything science-based, there's always movement. First aid and medicine as a whole is never static. There's always movement. There's always, even if it's micro movement, there's always movement. So I tell my first aid class, okay, as of July the 12th, 2021, you're doing X. But I can tell you in about two to three years, it's going to change to Z. Just because things are always changing and evolving. So when I first started teaching in the mid-90s, early to mid-90s, we taught people how to check pulses on regular first aid people. We also taught people how to use tourniquets on regular first aid people. Late 90s, that changed. They took pulse checks away for regular first aiders and they took away tourniquets. The reason being for the pulse checks, and I'll tell you now as an instructor, if someone is breathing, they have a pulse. Okay? this just basic human physiology tourniquets some of the first aiders were getting a little over eager uh, applying the tourniquets and wasn't the best outcome for the casualty that could have just held with direct pressure now tourniquets are back as a last resort where um, when I teach advanced courses that has always been there as a last resort now we're teaching our our one and two day basic first aid people, how to apply a tourniquet. So first aid is ever evolving. Over the series, the course of the next probably three to six months, possibly seven, depending on the topics I hear from feedback, I will be delving into different types of first aid, uh, the theory behind it, maybe some history if it's relevant and go from there. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, or maybe suggestions, by all means, 
feel free to email us and I will definitely make every effort to address that. For those few people who have emailed me, they can attest I always reply to the email. Sometimes it's not the reply they want, but I do reply. So I've had emails from Europe, I've had emails from North America, and other parts of the world. I do appreciate the input. So I bid you adieu. Have a good day. Please stay safe, even though uh, we things here in North America seem to be getting better for the pandemic. Still, take your precautions and stay safe and stay well hydrated. Thank you.